Hello, and welcome to episode 206 of Below the Fold, where some of the best content is just a scroll away. Today's conversation, the do's and don'ts of setting KPIs. Let me throw down some introductions. We've got Nate Birch in the studio, SEO manager at MapArt Technology. That's me. Brandon Hassler, founder and CEO of Market Campus. Bonjour. And Paxton Gray, Director of Marketing Operations at 97th Floor. Hello. And I am Jacob Perry, Digital Marketing Manager at Myriad Genetics. All right, guys. So the conversation today, we're talking KPIs. Some people probably don't know what KPI stands for. It stands for Key Performance Performance Indicators. Some people people in the room (laughs) also don't know what KPI stands for. (laughs) I'm going to pass this off to Paxton. He's going to introduce the topic and kind of the direction we're going in. There are lots of different ways we can take this. We had discussed talking about setting KPIs with clients uh, from an agency standpoint and setting KPIs uh, within your own industry. Uh, I'll just uh, hand that over to him, even though I kind of explained it already. Yeah. So basically, uh, key performance indicator, meaning uh, how you it's two parties agreeing on how performance will be measured. So uh, if we're talking about uh, baseball here, it's basically like a player and a coach. The, they both agree, hey, I'm going to judge your performance just on how many home runs you hit. Then we, then they both essentially are agreeing it doesn't matter how many outs you get. It doesn't matter how many times it takes you to swing. I'm only judging your performance based off of this metric. So it's it's appropriate oftentimes to set multiple KPIs so that you can properly judge performance. But the idea is you're focusing in all the things that they might want to look at and just saying we're only going to be looking at these metrics to judge my performance or your performance. The, yeah, the reason why this is so important is because if KPIs are not set or not set properly, the expectations are can't are, are also not set. So keeping mm-hmm. with your same baseball metaphor, if the coach has the expectation or is measuring success based on home runs, but the player is measuring success based on RBIs, which should never happen, by the way, but uh, at the end of the season, this player has like the most RBIs of out of every player on the team. They think they're going to be MVP, and the coach comes out and says, "No, man, you did terrible. You 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 didn't hit, you hit half as many as the worst player as far as home runs go." Then at the end of the season, you think, "Oh well, had we communicated that at the beginning, right. we could have had a better understanding, and I you know been on the same page." So translate uh, season to contract for agencies or quarter for, for in-house employees. Or just and, your job in general. Exactly. Um, and uh, another reason why this is important, especially for agencies, is it really helps to address the problem of scope creep. So people often will have a contract that they agree to certain metrics and then will ask you to do certain tactics or certain strategies that won't help you actually add to those KPIs. Well, if that's the case, then that tactic or activity is actually outside of the scope of work. So you have grounds on which you can say, you know what, that's not actually what we're focusing on, what we agreed we'd focus on. So I won't be able to do that in this engagement. Without Uh, more money. Exactly. Because oftentimes agencies love that, right? They come come to you and they say, hey, we'd like this. And and you have a leg to stand on saying, you know, that wasn't something we agreed upon. We're happy happy to to do do it. it. We'll just include like an addendum to our contract, allowing for a little bit more budget to go that exactly. way. Exactly. So we can see here why they're so important. I mean, they're vital uh, to make sure that both parties understand, A, what a KPI is, how it works, and what they are going to be. So, uh, and uh, let me also be clear that 
KPI is not a goal. When you say KPI, all you're talking about is the very metric that you're going to measure. So every KPI also needs with it a goal for a specific time period. So um, let's go back. Let's use a different analogy. Well, that's actually let's use the same baseball and home runs. So home run would be the KPI. 50 would be the goal. So to say, let's set a KPI, it's going to be 50 home runs. That's not an accurate way of speaking, basically. The KPI is home runs. The The goal is going to be 50 or whatever it is. 50 within the season, right? So you've got to get a little bit more yeah. specific with what goals exactly. you're setting. And so like with a car, the, the, the KPI is miles per hour. The goal is the number. It, the KPI is never like 60 miles per hour. So that's it's, combining it's, it's, two it's things. It's the metric. Right. Exactly. So you need to set the metric and then you need to agree on what the goal is going to be for that particular metric. Okay. So now that we understand the importance and what a KPI actually is, let's get into the actual topic, which is the do's and don'ts. I know Brandon, he's got a list over there. Why don't we just start at the very top and see where this conversation goes? So uh, obviously I'm speaking specific to digital marketers here. But uh, one not of the baseball big, fans, not baseball fans, unfortunately, stay, stay tuned for the half show. You might get some baseball in it. By the way, all your baseball metaphors and sports metaphors other than home runs go right over my head. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll stick to the home runs. Well, then. that's fine. Throw it right over, throw it right out the window because I'm about to blow your mind here. First, we're going to start with the don'ts and I'll just, we'll go one by one. You guys can kind of chip in. Uh, the, and I'd say this is like the biggest don't maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But number of links built, uh, this is a very common metric that people like freelancers, agencies will report on. And I'm a big believer that number of links built should never be a KPI or a goal uh, between you and whoever you're hiring or you're working for someone. I, I Link building is great. I'm a huge believer and supporter of link building. If I were to hire someone, I would want link building done. But at the end of the day, I don't want the the marketer who's in charge of my account to take their focus off of the result and they're just focusing on hitting that quota. Uh, so in the words of Will Reynolds, if that's in your report, fire fire your agency. Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, I'm going to ask, so your, your list of do's and don'ts, are is it basically a list of different metrics? Is that what we're going to go over? Or are you saying... Here are some things you don't do about setting KPIs, or is this just a big list of like... Yeah, is this about KPIs KPIs themselves, or is it about establishing and creating those KPIs and identifying which ones to have? Uh, The latter. Well, so far, it's it's just the metrics. I understand. As far as link building. So are are we going to go over a bunch of metrics? Is that what you're saying? What do you mean? Like, (laughs) what's on your list? You just talked about links. Tell me what number two is. Well, so my next one is... uh, my next don't is don't have like organic rankings as your KPI. Okay. So, so are they, they, these are, are specific. Like, like, don't don't specific. have this as your KPI. Don't have this as your, is that what they are? Right now, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I, I just want to know <laughs> what to address and what not to address. Yeah. So talk about links, honestly, and I'm, I'm betting that I'm going to probably fight you on almost all of these. Um, the reason being when you have a client come on or you join an organization, you will fit at different parts of that organization. Um, and where you fit will affect where these KPIs will play. So sometimes uh, if, if you come on and you're being hired by the person at the very bottom of the totem pole, or if we're being accurate about totem poles, the very top of the totem pole, um, basically they don't have a lot of power. Their job is just to get links. And they come to you and say, I need help doing my job. I just need links. 
setting a KPI based on, well, let's, you know, going back to me, let's set a goal about conversions. Well, this person, they themselves aren't judged on conversions. And so you can't have that as a KPI, right? Or even traffic. If they're not judged on traffic, that's not an appropriate KPI. So I will say setting links as a KPI, if it fits for what your client needs, that can be appropriate. Now, if you come into an organization, and you're being approached by the, the CEO, right? Or the person who owns the company and they say, Hey, listen, I have tons of my plate. I'm the CEO. I do tons, I do a bunch of stuff. And uh, I know someone told me that I need help with links, right? Let's do that as a KPI. Now, I think it's appropriate for the agency to say, hey, listen, I understand why you think links are appropriate are important, and they are, um, but it would be much more beneficial for you if we set a KPI on number of conversions or uh, some other more metric that ties more into the bottom line because the person that you're dealing with they are most concerned about that bottom line. So I think what's important here is to address what your client's concern is and somehow translate that into a metric. Well, I'm going to I'm going to push back on that. I think the second part of what you said is great and you're adding value, right? People shouldn't come to an agency ex- uh, with the expertise, right? So that CEO should not come to the agency and tell them how to do their business. Sure. So when you say, "Yes, the agency sh- the agency should push back and say, yeah, that's really great. Here's some kind of context behind that. And maybe we can be of more value in kind of focusing on this other aspect that could be more valuable and drive your business. But I will say that even coming back to your original example of someone whose sole job is to build links and they just can't build as many as they need to. So they kind of outsource the link building. I still think coming along with Brandon, uh, with what Brandon is saying, that number of links should not be the KPI. But uh, be, And that's mostly because you can you can go spend $5 on Fiverr and get 100 links. The KPI should not be number of links. It should have a, quality. a metric okay. that, that yeah, yeah. measures quality. quality of links. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that. And I so what I, I, I still think number of links can be a KPI, but it needs to be one, um, of, one of a couple. A right, yeah. so we can say uh, average domain authority can be another KPI with a goal of, you know, 50 or 60 or whatever it's going to be. But so that in addition to number of links. So basically, uh, they're like modifier KPIs that ensure that whatever that main KPI is uh, uh, adheres to certain quality standards. Um, so, yes, I, I totally agree. Maybe. Yeah. Just a, a pure um, link number of link goal. Yeah. That you're opening yourself up to, to potential disaster. But do you not think that a client that has the sole vision of all I want is links? Do you not think that that's going to be a bad client for an agency anyways? Uh, yeah, I mean, are they kind of set up or implied that it's, uh, maybe they have the wrong mentality of what SEO is for. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's your job as an agency to help educate and and push them in the right direction. But sometimes them out because sometimes when they come to you asking for links, it's not necessarily they're saying, Hey, you know, I I, I need you to just go out there and find, it might just be a symptom. Uh, Yeah, it could be right. They could be coming to you saying, Hey, we need some links. And you say, okay, let's build some content, some really valuable content and the links and then build links that way. In which case, that could be a really cool client to work yeah, with. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it just depends on the client. So I think some of them will come to you with, they they think that they just need links. But then as you can explain what the purpose of these links are and say, well, yeah, we can drive links to your site, but the pages that we're driving them to are not very good. But, but sometimes the person you're talking with, they're like, sure. hey, you know what? I know that. Sure. My boss doesn't get it and I can't. But it doesn't do anything about it. But if it. you get that kind of push up, but pushback, I'm looking at it from the. So if I were an account manager, I'm looking at that as a setup for this is not going to be a fun client. 
Yeah, I mean, it's again, definitely it just an depends. individual basis. It depends. As the clients come in, there there are other factors to look into besides what they're asking you to do, yeah. sure. right? So if like a diet pill company comes to you and the, and they say, you know, I want to build some really cool content to build some links, regardless of their method, you're probably not going to want to work with a diet pill company. Sure. Right? Now, uh, so basically, all I'm trying to say is there are some circumstances where I could see number of links being an appropriate KPI. Um, it just, it's a very specific set of circumstances, um, going into your second point, which is organic traffic. And I'm guessing what the others are going to be. Um, but the closer you can tie your KPIs to the bottom line, the better we're going to be as marketers. Um, there was an article and, uh, written, and of course I can't remember where it was written, who was written by, uh, but the essential gist of it was that, um, so she was a she's a CMO and she interviewed someone who's on the board of directors for a lot of companies. And uh, the stats show that marketers typically aren't on the board of directors for companies, even though uh, the stats also show that when marketers are on the board of directors, the companies are more profitable. Um, and so she interviewed this person who's on the board of directors for a lot of companies to say, you know, why why aren't more marketers on the board of directors? And he came back and said, hey, you know what? Marketers basically are good at spending money, but they're not good at, at making money. Accountability. Exactly. And he, he said, you know, they're good at, uh, uh, they're not good at, uh, uh, I can't remember, like strategy for the company overall. Um, and so I don't think that's, I think that's true for many marketers, particularly like advertisers um, who just try to spend a bunch of money in cool, creative ways. And they don't necessarily tie everything back down to the bottom line. But for digital marketers, I think that's unacceptable to have that kind of mentality. You need to be able to say, I did this and I produced this return on your investment. Tie it back to value. Always. And, and, and because you have access to so much data, a good digital marketer should be going into other departments in the company saying, hey, listen, I know I'm not over product development, but I'm doing all this keyword research or I'm seeing this on social media. I think it'd be a really smart move to change the product in this way to match what the consumers are looking for. Right. And be more of a, a tactical thinker in that regard. Um and so going back to what I'm trying to say here is a good marketer will be able to tie all of their stuff back into the bottom line. So when you set KPIs, I think you should do everything that you can in, uh, within your power to say, uh, do KPIs that benefit the client financially. Um, so conversions, cost per conversions, things like that, those should be, those are like the best KPIs because not only are they helping the client or your boss, but as a marketer, I can tell you they're a lot more satisfying to work on. You feel a lot better at the end of the day when you know how much money you made a client rather than just knowing, oh, I built when you directly see for that the money difference. That exactly. You had. It's much more satisfying as a, as a marketer. So KPI is a relatively new term in our vocabulary. And I say our, I mean the four of us, because as we worked together at 97th floor, not one time did KPI ever slip between our lips uh, in any of our uh, discussions. And it, and it showed because when we were in all the times that we complained about clients, it was mostly because we were meeting the goals that, that they asked for, but the goals were not contributing to their bottom line. So we could build them 100 links uh, regardless of how we do that. But if they're not making money off of, off of the money they're spending to have the agency do this work, then it doesn't matter, which is another reason and argument why KPIs are so important because just doing work that they ask you to do but doesn't contribute to their bottom line ruins your reputation as a digital marketer. Sure. Well, and to back that up, uh, when a company starts out, who's the first, or what is the, the first type of team they build? It's almost always a sales team. Salespeople are always the first ones hired 
and marketers are always the first ones fired when going through budget cuts, layoffs, because the company, you know, the executives look at it and say, well, the salespeople are making us X number of dollars. The marketers, we don't know, kind of like to, to, you know, to hop on what Paxton was saying, we don't know how much the marketers are making us. We know that they're doing this, 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 but they can't, they can't tie a dollar amount to the marketers, even though the marketers have the tools to prove how much they're actually monetizing the company. And so I think that's one of the big things that marketers need to be better at is putting a dollar amount, a, a, a value or a worth over their head where they know that if the company fires me, this is how much they're probably going to lose because that's not right. going to be happening anymore. And that's why salespeople are always like the last people to get fired because traditional businesses look at sales as that's where our money comes through. When inbound marketing, you can prove can make a lot more money than sales. Now, this is, I think, definitely changing, especially at, at least at Myriad, we're seeing a shift in priorities getting moved towards the marketing side, specifically the digital marketing side, which is really refreshing, especially in a corporation that's so big, where you typically would see that kind of behavior. Uh, one other thing I, I want to say as far as a best practice on a do, on the do list of KPIs is benchmarking. Right, we talk about measuring success yeah. and being able have to, a baseline, yeah, being able to show the C-suite executives how much impact you have on their business. If you can benchmark, say for example, whether you're an agency or you just got hired at a new job, you benchmark that day, right, and that becomes day zero, and you say this is exactly where you're at. This is how much traffic you come, or you get from organic, from social, from referral, whatever. This becomes your benchmark. And then a month from now, a quarter from now, a year from now, you can benchmark those as it is uh, relative to the KPIs you've set with your either your boss or with your clients. And then you can show them starting from day zero, one month in, three months in, whatever, as it r relates to your KPIs, this is how successful we have been. So coming back to both Brandon and Paxton, as far as measuring success and sh showing your own worth, Making sure to benchmark your success uh, is a very valuable um, kind of ideal on the do side of setting yeah. KPIs. I think it's also important to remember that while you have kind of agreed on KPIs and you're measuring them and you have a baseline, uh, you can't neglect reporting on actual activities. Um, otherwise, like actual work done. Yeah, um, yeah. If you, going back to baseball again, if we just report on home runs and we just say, Hey coach, uh, there were four home runs. Uh, hey coach, there were ten more home runs. The coach could potentially think, uh, well, it's not because of you. It's because the pitchers stink, or we just happen to be in a, a higher elevation baseball field and it's easier to hit home runs. Or this is a smaller field. Uh, that's why you're hitting more home runs. Um, but instead, it's better to say, Hey coach, uh, you know, I trained for five hours today. Uh, I've been taking some supplements. I've been working out a lot. And uh, I hit five home runs. Then the coaches be like, okay, yeah, those five home runs, that's because of you. So you can't expect that just because you both agree to this, that you're magically protected if you happen to hit that number. Uh, you need still need to remind the person of what activities you're doing to get to that number uh, to show your value. Otherwise, it could be attributed, you kind of be stolen from you basically by some other activity. Yeah, yeah. You, you, need, you need macro goals and you need micro goals. Kind of... That's, 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 that's actually a really good point because in most organizations, the sales team and the marketing team, there's a ton of overlap, right? Mm -hmm. So the marketing team typically generates leads, but then typically, uh, I say typically meaning most people see it as the marketers generating leads and the salespeople closing the leads. 
Whereas, uh, and there's that overlap, right? Would that person have closed if the salesperson had not been there? That's the question people ask, right? And that's why so much value is put on salespeople. It's because they're closers. And I put that in air quotes. I'm not sure why, uh, but a little uh, animosity. Yeah, that's right. Um, So really making sure that as you list the specific work that you've been doing, it, 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 in some ways, you can even attribute or or say, I recognize that the sales team is helping with this, but be clear on your part so that the sales team aren't taking credit for the work that you yourself has, have done. Well, <laughs> so with uh, earlier, I mentioned a uh, number of links and I, and I agree with Paxton and I think he kind of summarized uh, pretty well all of my don'ts. Uh, I, I say don't have link building as a metric that you're measuring, not that you shouldn't be doing it. Why? Because, well, why do we usually build links? It's almost always because we want to increase domain authority, increase page authority to our websites. Well, why do we want to do that? So we rank better. So then you think, okay, well, maybe the KPI should be, we're going to get you in the top five. We're going to get you in the top three for these keywords. And that's not always the best because I've had clients where we've gotten uh, them into those goal areas of uh, of the of the rankings, and their traffic didn't go up at all, and it was because the keywords weren't that great of keywords. So you're really relying on good keyword research there. It comes down to it traffic. Could be about other things too, like maybe the text is bad, maybe their business is bad. Yeah, you know, sure. a lot of different things. And so, like, I think organic traffic is a, a a very safe KPI, especially starting out. I get it all the time with Market Campus with students who have, uh, you know, graduated. They're ready to kind of take on some client work. And it's one of the most popular questions. Maybe I'll open up to you guys. Uh, someone comes to you and says, I'm starting to take on clients that they, they want to hire me, but I'm not sure what I should like set as the goals. Like, the, and, and most of the time companies come back and they, and they tell my students that uh, they want to rank in the top three for this keyword. And I usually tell them it's a bad idea. And here's why, uh, how would you guys go about is there any general rule of thumbs that you should be using when setting goals and KPIs with new clients? Are you saying like how much the goal should be? Is that what you're asking? Just the what? types. Like a lot of people want to know, like, what should I be measuring to to prove to this client that my marketing is working? I think it really just depends. Like you have to ask, talk to the people who are going to be judging your work and saying like, what matters to you? What are the sometimes, pain points and problems? Yeah. Sometimes people, all they want is vanity stuff. And, Traffic. Uh, and, and honestly, it's, it's your job to explain to them like, hey, this vanity stuff isn't really going to help you. But in the end, if they're like, that's what I want is vanity stuff, then that's what you give them. You know, there are clients that their their CEO, he every week he goes to Google and just types in a word and expects to see their brand name and that and then he will fire someone if that's not there. So right. So by your client, who is the person who's reporting the CEO in that case, you get that keyword ranking, even though maybe it's not the best keyword, whatever for that person, that's what you need to focus on. Um, so like really understanding intimately what their needs are and what will help, uh, get them what they want. That's what you set the KPI around. I, I want to, I want to disagree with that. Um, mainly because it's most of the time, these people don't, they think they know what they want, but they don't. Right. So you say, Hey, what is it? And that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Well, coming that uh, f- coming straight from your lips, literally interpreted, you said, give them what they want. But right. if they don't know what they want. No, but they, so you have they, to figure out what it. they want. Sometimes they don't know what they want, but so you need to figure out what that is. So how do you figure out something that you don't know whether or not they know? So you ask them about their business. You say, how do you make money? 
I make money by people signing up. Yeah, but then it doesn't matter what their CEO wants, whether or not they'll get fired. If you don't, if you get this, if they say, I want this keyword ranking, even though it's not going to help their business, it's just going to help them keep their job, then, then how is that helpful? Because then it comes to the point where, okay, yeah, this, this word is ranking and that's great. And now I'm not going to get fired, but now I'm going to get fired because I'm not making money. So as, as, as listen, man, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that I think that's a good KPI business wise. Yeah. But what I'm saying is sometimes the person you're dealing with needs what they need. And uh, like, as you're, as an agency, yes, educate them and say, Hey, listen, this isn't good for business. But if the person says, I know that, but I want you to do this, then you say, all right, we'll do it. So, so in, in that case, you would say, okay, we'll do that instead of saying, you know, that's not something we feel comfortable doing and not take them on as a client. No, because, I do it. Because yeah, I do if it. there's if there's the risk of the of you because I've had I've had clients like that where yeah. they they come to me and they say we want this and we do that and then uh, it doesn't um, impact their business the way that that uh-huh. they thought it would or whatever and then the blame comes on you Re- regardless of whether or not you did what they want you yeah, to do. Yeah, you're painting a scenario that's different than what I'm talking about. All right, what you're saying is they want this KPI because they think that's going to give them a good business impact. And you say, well, all right, but I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying like it, it so it, in that scenario, they come to you and say, I want to rank for this keyword and I'm expecting it. So what you say is, well, why, why do you want to rank for that keyword? If they say, uh, it's because I'm expecting to turn around a bunch of sales. Then you come back and be like, Hey, listen, ranking for that keyword is not going to get you what you want. Let's set something that will, if they come back and say, and, and you say, why do you want to rank for that keyword? And they say, if I don't, I'm going to get fired. Then you say, Okay, I can't argue with that. Let's rank for that keyword. Hmm. So the answer is you tell they tell you what they want and you just say why and keep asking why until you get the heart of the matter. Then you can set change KPIs or sometimes you keep them. If you you have to decide as an agency if that's appropriate based on what it is they want. And yeah, that's I, the last I, thing I'm going to say appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I f- I feel like that is a, a high risk game mainly what's because the, What's the risk though? The risk is client turnover. I know, well, but what's the risk? Well, because if you either A, never take them on. No, yeah. the reason I... But then you take on other clients that you can. Are you going to ask me a question you, and let me answer or sorry. just uh, answer for me? <laughs> <laughs> I say that it's high risk because those type of clients, the ones who just come to you because they don't want to lose their job, they're the ones that are going to turn on you when they do lose their job and they're going to blame it on you and they're going to go to Yelp and they're going to go to all these review sites and mm. talk smack about you because... It doesn't matter. That's just the type of person they are. I don't want to lose my job, so I'm just going to do the the least amount of work possible. And then when I get fired, I'm going to find somebody to blame it on. I don't. I I really don't think the scenario you're painting is a realistic scenario. No, you don't think so. No. Someone comes to me and says, "Hey, listen, I know it's not good for business, but I need to rank for this keyword." You turn around, you get them to rank for that keyword, and then they get fired. They're going to then turn around and go to Yelp and say, this agency sucks. They don't know how to do it. No, that's I don't think that's going to happen. I, I do think that that I think it happens all the time. I don't know, man. It's if you I, go I, around, it's almost it, human nature, maybe not human nature. I think but. it's fine to blame them. They might turn around to their boss and be like, hey, it's this agency. That's fine. And I get that. Even if, OK, that's but sometimes that's it's in the, the same boat. That's the risk I'm no, talking about. But the, the risk there, what's the risk? You the risk is that client. Yeah, you lose that client and then that client. That boss or that person goes to a new job or whatever, and they start talking. I mean, it's the word of mouth in the negative way. Yeah, but like it or not, I think agencies have the role of being the scapegoat. And sometimes that's their job is to be the scapegoat. Well, no, because KPIs are supposed to prevent you from becoming the scapegoat. I'm telling you, man. I actually spoke with someone. Agencies definitely do take the role of, okay, something They do, but they shouldn't. That's what KPIs do. 
KPIs prevent you from becoming the scapegoat so that when they come but, to you, when they come to you and say, hey, you know what the heck? You can say, hey, right here, this is what it said. But right? I will but that say doesn't, that doesn't prevent them from uh, being unhappy with. The but work I will say done. that even with those KPIs being hit, if budget goes away, guess who gets cut? Yeah, the agency. The KPIs aren't there. They don't protect you 100 percent, but they do protect you in many cases. But it's not infallible by any means. I don't think anything is infallible. Listen, man, I talked to uh, uh, the the CMO at a large home improvement company uh, at a conference once. Home Depot. And no, I, I won't say. Lowe's. One, I won't say. <laughs> but they said, "Yeah, we just hired an agency so that we could blame something on them." That was the only reason they hired them. Something had gone wrong. They went and hurried and hired an agency, got them to just get on it, and then said, "You guys did this wrong," so that they could take the heat off of them. And honestly, I think... And, 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 and just two minutes ago, you tell me that that kind of crap isn't going to happen? Well, no, them then no, I told you. Bad, well, I don't think, I don't think then the, the CEO of this, this company is going to go to Yelp and be like, hey, my company tried this uh, agency and they suck. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, yeah, maybe internally... Uh, it's but internal honestly, politics. if they it's... hire you to be a scapegoat, they're not going to hire you anyway again. Really? Well, that, that I think that's getting away from the original argument. But really what I was intending to say is it, personally, if someone came to me with that, I would say, I don't want to work with you. Okay. I, I don't, that's fine. That, that's, that goes against – I, I want to create value, and you're asking me not to do that. Sure. Yeah. I, I think that's fine. Like I don't want to ever fair. work on something that I, I couldn't later turn around and, and make a case study. Which in this case, okay, and that's you, fine. You yeah, I think it's like fine that. to have personal preference. But all I'm saying is, you, uh, you as an agency need to uh, do what's best for your client. And sometimes, what's best for your client is the contact that you're working with. And sometimes, not the what's best for your client is actually not having them as a client. <laughs> as long as you have another okay. client that you can take on, that would be better. If you don't, you take what you can get. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Cases. There are some KPIs that I would favor, and others that I I, I don't favor as much. But <laughs> well, I think we I, it all comes back to money. I mean, I think we've all had experiences where we've met our KPIs, and the client still was not happy. And it's usually because the KPIs weren't what they wanted, even though they said that's what they wanted. Uh, but often, the reason marketers are getting cut, even though they're meeting the KPIs, is because the KPIs weren't really centered around yeah. the bottom line. It was just vanity stuff. Well, we got your social following up. Well, we got this. Well, yeah, I know, but we don't have the budget anymore. So we've got to cut you guys because we're giving it to this department here. Uh, and so I think the closer, what Paxson said earlier, the closer you can get the KPIs to money, uh, the the client is going to be so much more happy because it's hard to get mad when they're making more money. They can get mad even though their social following is going up and all this other stuff. But yeah, you will be the scapegoat if, you're not doing a good job at putting that. Uh, That's a good point. Even value if, on you. if you if you're making the money and you aren't following the KPIs, guess who's going to care? Nobody. Right. <clears throat> yep. Exactly. Yeah, and I've had that m- many times with some clients where we kind of went outside of our initial goals, but the client was so happy about it because it's like, man, I'm making all this money and we're getting way more leads. Keep it up. You now, know, it was now like, listen. Yeah. We're, I mean, in this, what I'm talking about here are like two different things. Uh, what what you're talking about, I think, is very much a uh, you're talking to, to the owner of the company, and that's your contact, right? In that case, uh, there definitely needs to be a ton of pushback and education. Uh, well, the scenario that I was talking about is just 
uh, it's one small cog in a giant machine and they just need that particular thing they need. Sometimes I think you just kind of go along with it because that's what they need. How much time do we have? Uh, about seven minutes. We could just wrap up now. Okay. I think that is a perfect time to transition into our segment tool of the week. And this week, um, Nate has our tool of the week. You bet. And this is actually kind of a follow-up from, uh, from our, our productivity hacks, I guess we, as we would call it, is a lot of times I will have an issue with, uh, I have too much uh, computer screen time, and it honestly, it, it fatigues my eyes like crazy. Tell me your tool just like shuts your computer down after like two hours of being on it. Well, no, that's my hand closing the computer. Okay. But what I do is I have a simple Kindle reader. It's an e-ink reader that instead of the screen producing the light like any computer screen or TV screen does, it, it, it's a reflective screen. So it doesn't cause the same eye strain. It's, it's electronic ink. And what I will do is I have a specific time during the day that I'll go through different social networks to find reading material. And I'll specifically spend a couple of minutes just sending a bunch of articles to, to the Kindle. And I'll either do that uh, sometimes on the computer, sometimes on my phone that I'll, I'll push to it. And I've found that when I can't look at a computer screen anymore because it, it's actually honestly painful, then I can go to my, uh, my Kindle reader and I find it a great way to get away from the computer, so to say, and kind of refresh. Awesome. Um, with that, we will transition into last word. 60 seconds of uninterrupted time to say whatever you'd like. And we'll start with Paxton. Uh, KPIs, setting them is important. Um, it's been a game changer for me and uh, working with clients. Uh, definitely uh, something that you requires education sometimes. Um, even if the client has... Uh, good business experience and knows what KPIs are. Oftentimes they don't have a lot of digital marketing experience. Uh, and so helping them set appropriate KPIs that you both agree on and are happy with is going to be one of the most important steps in terms of client uh, uh, retention. Um, and uh, just realize, you know, we're marketers in the digital age. And so I think a lot is uh, a lot more should be expected of us in terms of uh, affecting the bottom line of a company and being involved strategically throughout an organization rather than just uh, buying funny and creative ads. Thank you. I'm going to give my last word. Uh, someone approached me the other day and told me that it seemed like in a specific episode that he listened to uh, that we sometimes hate each other. And <laughs> um, I wanted to clear this up that we love each other. And that's why we're able to be as passionate about these things as usual. And to put your um, mind at rest, um, we are going to have a group hug after the end of this recording so that you all can feel good about um, about kind of the heated conversations we might have. Last thing. I recommend that you turn this episode into a drinking game. Anytime someone says the word KPI, take a drink and see how, 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 how much better this episode is once it's over. <laughs> Nate? Encouraging drinking, huh? I see how it is. <laughs> so I actually like Paxton's point of getting back to the why as far as whenever a, a client or customer or whoever you're working with, be it your boss or the CEO, get to the point of what they're trying to affect 
have that as your your core KPI, and then you have sub KPIs around there. I guess spreading out more KPIs. But uh, someone would be drunk by now just from that one sentence. Absolutely. <laughs> so get back to the reason that uh, anything is happening, Brandon. So my final piece of advice, and this really applies, we've been talking a lot about the relationship between a marketer and a client. Uh, I'm sure there are listeners listening to this who work for a boss. They don't have clients wondering what they can do. Uh, Odds are you probably aren't going to sit down and set, quote, KPIs with your boss. But it's really critical to define what winning looks like. And this should be done in your first day of the job. If you have a good boss, he probably or he or she sat you down and defined what (laughs) what winning looks like. If not, uh, let them know that you want to meet with them. Odds are they probably haven't thought about it if they haven't met with you already. And just say, I want to know what success is defined as here. I want to know what winning looks like. If you have a client, we talked earlier about clients not knowing what KPIs they want. And if you just flip it and quit talking about KPIs and just start talking about success, you know, hey, when the contract comes to renew, what are you going to be looking at? Like what defines success? And once you have that definition, you have a much better work relationship either with your boss or with your client. There's no communication problems and uh, it's just absolutely critical. So if there's anything to take from this, it's, it's really focusing on what does success or what does winning look like. Awesome. Last thing, if we encourage drinking on the show, do we have to change the rating of that episode? Probably. We didn't say drinking what? That's true. So drink whatever you want. That's a wrap on this episode. Reach out. We you can you can reach us at inbound at belowthefold.io. Submit topic ideas. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next week.